Tubashvat, February 10th. Learning should be Leila Nishmas Geto Perobas Bitsalo. And we are at the bottom of Lama Zainam and Bays 37B, talking about different types of breads and fruits and brachas. So four lines from the bottom of Lama Zainam and Bays. Tani Rebbechia. Rebbechia taught in the Mishnah. Lechem ha'asay lekutach. Bread, which this we mentioned yesterday, it's made for this sour dip. So it's not uh, meant just to consume with a spread. Now, what I realize is interesting is that uh, the diet that we commonly come across in the Gemara is that everything was made to be put on bread. That they put, they, they, everything was spreads that they ate on bread. That's what it seems like we have in a lot of Gemaras all over, that that was the normal way of eating. So now, all of a sudden, the Gemara is introducing to us, Lechem Ha'asi Lekutach, that there's actually a specific bread meant for dipping, for, for cooking or serving with kutach, with this cheese uh, yogurt, sour yogurt dip. It's just interesting to me that it would be a specific type of bread when so many other Gemaras throughout Shas <coughs> describe their manner of eating as everything was, uh, lifto was made to be put on bread. Tani Reb you don't have to be mafashala, right? When you bake a large amount, five or six uh, amounts of dough, and you uh, have to take off chala. Today we burn it. Vahatanya says the Gemara, let's see about that. Didn't we learn the Braisa that even that lechem, which is made for kutach, Rashi explains based on the last Gemara that it was baked in the sun. It was baked in the sun. And we have a b'risa which in fact teaches us the opposite of Rebbe Chia, but that, rather that it is Chayav and Chala. Says the Gemara, Hasam Kidiktani Taima. Depends what the exact scenario of this bread and how you baked it and where you baked it was. It depends how you made the bread. If you made it thick, top of Lamed Chesam and Alf 38a, Chayavin, then it's Chayavin Chala. I guess you made it, that's already like regular bread. Kilimudin, but if you made it uh, thin and long, Faturim, then it's Potter. You didn't really care that it should have the shape of, uh, of bread. So in the last Gemara, we mentioned Kuba Da'ara near the bottom was one of the interesting types of uh, breads. And basically they would dig a hole in the ground on the, uh, on the bottom of an oven and fill it with water and uh, bread. I'm not sure why they weren't worried about bugs in the bread, you know, but Kuba uh, Da'ara, right? So they baked bread in the ground. Or, or this flower in the ground. Is that hamaitzi? Is that mazainus? Do you think that's bread? That's a doughy uh, mixture, and that's a regular and would not qualify as bread. Obviously, it came out resembling somewhat bread, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't have the Shiloh. Um, and the truth is, why should it make a difference that it was baked in the ground, that the oven 
was a different oven. Obviously, it had a tremendous impact on the on the shape of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't care what the you know description of the oven was. We still don't really know what Varimi Nemezonos is about either, right? Why we're Mechalik between... Amoytzi Amazitis. We haven't, we haven't pushed any Pasababa Kisnin. Right. And the Gemara, this Gemara will mention briefly something about Kaveya Suda, about if you're really having your meal on it. That is correct. All we know is that the, there's an opportunity to bake a dough and it shouldn't really count as a hamotzi dough, and it shouldn't really count as a challah dough, but rather more as just a lighter dough, but not because of the style of how you eat it. Can we call it crackers? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's what Lamudin sounds like, right? Wafers or something like that. Too much you eat, too. But I mean, you eat a lot the of problem is that you bring up Yosef's question by putting it into that. So that, right, and the is going to briefly get into that in a minute. But uh, what Judah is, the problem with saying crackers is then you're stuck with a Yosef's uh, objection that why are we not talking about Pasababa Kisnin exclusively? Why are we not talking about the style of the meal that you're having of it? Is it a snack or is it a meal? Rather, we're discussing how it's made and how it's produced and how much detail and how much it resembles bread. That is all. Which one is it? What determines what's a Hamoitzi and what's a Mazainus? We haven't really mentioned anything about that. So that's why I'm a little cautious to put it into... You, you can use the word for translation, a cracker, a wafer, but the Gemara is not saying a different category yet. The Gemara is just saying it, it's, it's possibly bread, but it's not quite bread. And therefore we have a suffolk. I think, right? I think that's, that's fair at this point. Otherwise I'm stuck with the question of why not just say there's a whole category of breads which are eaten as snacks. Such as crackers. Ah, ah. So, go on, Varkin Labrame. Mazutra, Kaveya Sudase Ove. Mazutra actually ate a full meal on these uh, less bread looking things. Ubarachal Ove, Alave, Hamoiti Lachem in the Aretz, the Shalish Brachas. And because he ate a full meal on it, so he really, he, he took a made a full benching on it. Um, and that's the rule. And that's the rule. Um, if you look, a very interesting uh, tesis here, the second tesis down, Mazutra, Kaveh Nilus, Nilush, I don't know, Nilush means things which have, uh, I, I think it's things which have uh, fruit kneaded into it. Kaveh, like a, like a hamatash. If you have a suda on it, even though it has things mixed into it, you would make hamaytzi. The Purim, So it seems like on Purim they would eat these type of uh, dough, uh, dough that was filled with uh, other things, fruit or whatever it is. And they would still eat bread to, in order to establish the Suda. And it's just, uh, today is Tu uh, B'Shvat, and Tu B'Shvat is Shloish Miyayim Kaidim Hachag, Kaidim Purim. So uh, it's appropriate to learn a halacha about the Purim Suda uh, 30 days before on Tu B'Shvat. Right? You like that. Says the Gemara, back to the Gemara. The Amar Mar and this. Uh, 
bread-like substance. You can even fulfill your obligation to eat matzah with them. So it does seem very much like a wafer type of thing. My time, I assume you didn't make, you didn't make it chametz. Lechem oini krinimbe, because people do call it lechem oini, and therefore it fits into the qualification of Russia. Amar mar bar ravashi. Hi, dufsha de tamri. Now we're really switching topics from bread for a moment. Dufsha de tamri, the honey of dates. So the honey of the date, you would make a shahakal. And of course, you first have to ask yourself, what context are you eating this uh, honey in? Usually people don't just eat spoonfuls of honey, right? A spoonful of sugar, but not a spoonful of honey. My time, why is it only a shahakal? Why is it not her eights? Or her, uh, says the Gemara, that's considered to be just uh, like uh, the, the, the natural liquid that comes off of the fruit, it doesn't ever get its own entity. It's not considered its own item. So the Gemara Keman, where do you see that? Kiaitana, the Tanan, the Vashtmorip, the Ayin Tapuchet, the Chaymets, Faniyas, great dates, the Vashtmorim, honey of dates, Yayin Tapuchen, apple cider. Uh, uh, like a, some type of drink from wine, which is not uh, not wine, but chaymets funny ice, and the also like the vine- the the vinegar that comes from grapes, the shaimei peris shall truma, and any other type of fruit which comes off of the uh, uh, liquid which comes off of the fruit of truma. If somebody takes that uh, and uses it, so then they have to pay both what they the value back to uh, Truma and uh, as well as the penalty, the Chaymish, an added fifth. Rabbi Shua Paiter. And Rabbi Shua said, You're Paiter. Now, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Shua? So uh, says Rashi, Rabbi Shua Paiter, the Zeabaum who be ancient Truma Chalav and Chapri and Nitin Lamashkel as Zesim and Abba Bavar behind the Kamarba That this liquid that you took is just like the condensation. It's just some, it's considered like it's water almost. It's not considered like it's the fruit, like the juice of the fruit, except for by olives and grapes. But uh, all the rest of this. It's not really considered like you stole something from the fruit. Amalei, ahu, so that's very good. That that supports what Maharavashi said that the honey of the dates is shahakol niyabitvari because you don't look at it like it's a special, uh, a special offshoot of the fruit. It's its own category. It's just like moisture that accumulated in the fruit. Amalei, ahu merabon lerava, trima mahu. And they asked Rava a question: What is the bracha? On trima. Now, what is trima? Trima means slightly crushed. Rabbah wasn't sure what this Rav was asking him. Yasser Ravina Kameda Rabbah. Ravina what happens to have been sitting there in front of Rabbah. Are you talking about from seeds or from grapes? Or from so what? What are you talking about that we're that that we're crushing up over here? So Rava realized 
Rava realized what the question was. If something was slightly crushed and there was an extract, what's the bracha? Rava said that I, I, I understand um, I understand the, the, the Shaila now. And high uh, time uh, and now I understand the Shaila. But at the carton milsa, about the carton milsa, how the Amr Abasi. High time shall truma mutilasman term of asilasman sheikher. We could learn out the halacha from what uh, Ravasi taught us. Ravasi said you're never allowed to take a fruit of truma and lower its use, lower its value. Meaning to take something which is elevated and get less value of it. For some reason, they considered making beer from good truma fruit to be a lowering of the, a lowering of the, of the value. So Ravasi said, uh, you're allowed to make truma, this whatever you can extract from crushing up the fruits, but also, so therefore we see that it's considered to be in the same category as the fruit itself and would not get its own bracha. But sheikhah, you can't make beer from it because that would be uh, lowering the status of the truma fruit. And therefore, And the lacha is now the truth is I don't understand the beer, but I'm not a hundred percent. Can't say I know that much about the beer making process. But today, uh, today uh, we have a lot of different types of alcoholic beverages with a lot of fruit infused and different ingredients. Would it still apply today the way we view beer today as a uh, craft beers? Right, they have value to them. Would we also view it a, viola- a violation of truma? At the same time, I assume whatever they use for like distilling or for beers, for hops, for whatever it is, they probably don't require, uh, like they probably do take, they can buy the worst shaped fruits, the, sh- the fruits that are already in bad shape. Am I right about that? They don't need fresh, uh, Mark wants to know why I'm looking at him like that, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's, uh, I, 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 so it could be that it's still considered like you lowered the usage of, you're getting less usage out of the fruit when you use it for making beer. Is the assumption here though, the Gemara, the, the, um, that the bracha you, the bracha you make and whether it's, uh, and the fact that it's truma are, and, and the, the appropriate uses of truma are directly uh, connected? Ah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime you do something that's going to lower the bracha, you are it's going to be a problem with truma. Um, that's the gemara. That's what I would take from Al Gemara. Yeah, that's what I would take. So maybe where, you want to know where it's a, that itself is a big chiddush. Somewhat. So I mean, for example. Like so, obviously, crushing up the fruit. But I'm saying beer. It's not. It's not like we can make a statement about beer. Beer is being some kind of lowering. Like even apple juice is. Uh, is lowering the the lowering it. Right, right. That's what I was saying. So that's what I'm saying about beer today. Like, don't look at it. Like uh, you're saying, any time you're using it for the juice, 
it's uh, except for grapes and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're saying it's it, it, it's it doesn't change. I hear, but uh, again, the hilchos of tamri dinu trima. If you to- made it into this uh, crushed up. Uh, and you got liquid from crushing the it up. Kind of, what? That's kind of, that date though. It's not either or grapes or olives. Yeah, yeah. But priya eats my time. Hold on, because it still stays. It's not considered like you lowered it. So what is it? Dates? What dates is a problem? I'm not saying it's a problem, but it's not compared to uh, to grapes and grapes olives. And olives. Right. Right. Grapes and olives. We're still keeping in the same form. Right? Yeah, grapes and olives are a special thing. The the grape juice. Okay. Shasisa. What is shasisa? Some type of uh, f- like dried out um, grains or something, right? Or they dried out the. Rashi's Michael, a food, that's made from uh, wheat, Shinish Yabshu, Batano, that was dried out in the oven, Lachem. When you put in the stalks of wheat wet into the oven and you bake it, what comes out is shasisa. So what bracha is it? Because you're not eating it in the normal form that it's cooked, the normal way it's made. So therefore, it's like you're eating it raw, almost. And Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says, you make a mazainus. Depends whether it was soft or thick. If it was thick, you made it specifically for eating. But if you made it soft, so somehow it had some medicinal value and you made it really for medicine purposes. Now, does that apply to any food? That any food which I make, let's say for an older person, so I prepare it in a different way, that the bracha would be a, a different bracha, would be a shahakal instead of a mazainus, right? He, that's where Rav is trying to explain that Rav and Shmuel weren't really arguing, but rather it depends on the, ma- the kavana you had when you prepared the food. Now, we, you could technically take matzah and soak it in, uh, and make a, you know, matzah bry or some other thing, you put people soak it, because for somebody who can't eat the hard matzah. So could you argue that? On, are we talking about uh, any food that you prepare in a manner which is to be eaten differently, that it's for fuah, that it's a different bracha? Let's see. Masev Rav Yezir. Yezir said, B'Shabin, Shabayichin, Hamitri. We said already that you're allowed to drink it on Shabbos and uh, you're allowed to mix it into your drink on Shabbos as well as the Egyptian Zisum uh, HaMitzri, this Egyptian uh, substance as well. So if that's true that you're allowed to drink this shisisa on Shabbos and you're allowed to mix it into your water, so then how could it be a bracha of shahako based on its use because you're telling me that sometimes it's made to be used as refuah, I would never be allowed to eat it on Shabbos like we saw also in the Gemara two blad ago on Shabbos, right? That uh, you, can't, you can only eat it derech achila, not derech refuah. 
But didn't we also learn, says Abaye, that that's not a problem always? Because sometimes you can eat something which is a refua, and you can drink something which is refua, and as long as you're mainly eating it or consuming it for the food value, but it happens to also have a health value to it, you're, it's mutter. So if you drink orange juice on Shabbos, and maybe you're drinking orange juice because you want the vitamin C and you want to fight off the cold, but ultimately you're not drinking orange juice as a medicine for the cold, right? And vitamins, it's own shayla, but uh, something like that. So then we said that it's, uh, it's mutter. So the same thing would be over here. Just like on Shabbos, we don't have a conflict with drinking things which have medicinal value if your intention is really just to eat it, and a side benefit is the refua. So to over here with shisisa, I would be allowed to drink it on Shabbos and make a shahakal on it. I would think. Lishnach Rina, very similar that it was recorded. Says Gemara, we need this to, to, for halacha to understand it. I would have thought that if at the end of the day I eat a food, a real food, but my kavana is I want the refuah value of it, right? They say people people eat garlic if they have a cold or something. Right? So if they really just want the, the, the healing value of it, you would think there's no bracha on it at all. That at the end of the day, if it's, if it's a food which nourishes you and you're not going to eat another meal afterwards because you ate this food, the fact that it's really helping you medicinally does not take away from the bracha that you're mechoyiv to make on it. Good. Says the Gemara, getting back to our Mishnah that was on Daf Mamad Hey Ahmed Aleph. We said Alapas right? And the, that was what the Mishnah said. And the Mishnah actually said, okay, Tan Rabbanan. What is the bracha? So uh, I'm uh, the one who takes bread from the ground. So we always, we're so familiar in our brachas. How do we make the bracha? Bracha to Hashem, l'kem lachem right? We wouldn't think twice that there's another variant, uh, a variation of that bracha. Says the Reb Nechemya, Reb Nechemya, Reb not hamoitzi lechem in aretz, but moitzi lechem without the hay. The hay has disappeared. Amar Rava b'moitzi kuleyam alay pligi da'apik. Everybody agrees that moitzi lechem in aretz that has taken bread out of the ground. That's in the past that you fulfill your obligation. Da'apik mashma because it's teaching you that it's going on the past. Tiksiv, uh, as we know in in Bamidbar. Uh, that is taken as out of Mitzrayim. So it seems like that everybody has an agreement 
that it works for a bracha. As Rashi explains, very simple. The apic mashma, third or third Rashi from the end, kvar that already became bread. That's for sure an appropriate blessing. If the bread is sitting on your table underneath your challah cover, or not underneath your challah cover, obviously it's already out of the ground. So it's certainly appropriate to make a brach on it to show appreciation for something which is right in front of you. If you say it in the future tense, that takes, or the present tense, that takes bread out of the ground, that's where we have a dispute whether you fulfilled your obligation of the bracha or not. Rabbanan sabi hamoitzi da apik mashma dixiv hamoitzi lecha And the Pasuk says, hamoitzi lecha mayim mitzorach halamish, that I have taken water out from the rock. So it also refers to the past. Nechen yisav hamoitzi da mapik mashma. That Hamaiti is referring to the future. So it's really a, a, a dispute between the linguists, right? What the word really means. That I've taken you out that I take you out of the oppression of uh, of, of Mitzrayim. and that's talking about the four lush shyness of the Gaula before the Gaula happened. Vrabanan so how did the Rabbanon say it works if it's talking about the future? So he So it seems like. This is the way you have to understand the puzzles that Shem is telling you that in the future you're going to look back and know who took you out of Mitzrayim. So it has a connotation of the action that it will have been in your past is what the Pasuk is referring to. And that way, Hamaitzi will work as well. So I think the basic question here is, if the word Hamaitzi means future tense, does that work to make a bracha on something which has already happened in the past? You're blessing Hashem for the bread that you have in front of you. Uh, it came already out of the ground. And that's a machloikis. But the machloikis is really, what does the word hamaitzi mean? Can it also refer to the past or not? Says the Gemara. Mishtabuchin lei rabbanan l'reb zeira es barav zvid achva de reb shalom barav zvid. So they would praise this brother of uh, of Rabzera and Barzid, uh, and they would say he was an expert in brachas. So Rabzera said, When he comes to town, when he comes here, bring him to me so that I can meet him. He's in the you saying you have a brother who's an expert in brachas. I want to meet him. You know. One day he showed up. Rifta. So uh, they brought him out bread. This is one of those Abaye moments where let's see now what the expert in Brachas, how he's going to say his blessing. And he says, 
This is the guy who they told me is such an expert in brachas. No. If you would have taught me a Chiddush, that the subject of our dispute, which we just, uh, which we're unclear about, using the word hamoitzi, where it's possible that it doesn't work according to some ashmi'in and time of ashmi'in the hilchasak rabbanon, would have taught me that the word hamoitzi means in the past, and it would, that it, halachically it works for uh, it, it works it works for um, for, for bread. El damer moitzi, Michael Mighty, everybody agrees works. Mighty is not the question. The question is how mighty. It says the Gemara, the Iu David, not because he wasn't a great person and he really didn't know what the right halacha was, but rather he was a taka, he was a really great person and he was a lot smarter than everybody. David lafuke nafshemi plokta, to take himself out of the machlaikis, not to get involved. In the Machlaikas about whether Maitzi or Ha Maitzi is correct. We actually just had, right? It's funny because on the previous daf with yeah, Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbanon, right? The Akiva got involved and Gamliel said, Akiva had Masi Atta Machtus Machlaikas. Why are you paskining against me like the Rabbanon uh, and making an Alamichia on a, on a date over there? Right? Why are you getting involved in my machlekes? And Rabbi Kiva, so he dafka got himself involved in machlekes, but he didn't have a choice. It's either one or the other. You couldn't pick. There was no option that worked for both. But he said halacha kirabim. You know, ultimately had the right to follow the halacha over here. He could have said hamaitzi if that's the halacha. It's not you're not creating a machlekes, but he he said. I I think the pshat is the lesson that he came to teach them was. Take yourself out of machlekes. Don't get involved in machlekes if you don't have to. Even if you'll be teaching everybody a little bit less of a chiddush, so everybody won't be so inspired by your greatness of how much you know, but will be inspired by the fact that you do not involve yourself without extremely good reason in a machlekes. Says the Gemara, "Behilchus hamoitzi lefun aretz." The Kaimon Kabbon Dami Daapik Mashma Hamoitzi works. Hamoitzi could also refer to the past. That the bread has come out. So, uh, yeah, and the halacha is Hamaitzi works. Rebzeira, the, 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 here the Gemara, he wasn't disputing that. He was just saying, I, I, don't, have, I don't have to bring up a machlaikas in my life. So now the Mishnah continued. The Gemara is going to go back to the Mishnah and the Yurakas, we had a machlaikas, Bayer Priyadama or Bayer Minei Says the Gemara, five, uh, five lines down, Lamad Ches, Amad Beis, 38b, Tani. Yuraka is dumya depas. Yurakas have a similar uh, vegetables are similar to bread. Ma pasha nishtana idea or now here I heard I heard uh, both or and or. I don't know how the art scroll uh, translates it, but it makes a big difference. We're talking about fire or heat of the sun. After Yurakas Nami Shinishtana Idea or that they both change uh, through heat. And yet, the bracha of bread will remain the same, and the bracha of vegetables, even roasted vegetables, will remain the same. cooked vegetables, That's why you make adama, even though it's been exposed to heat, it doesn't change the 
status of that item. Darish Rav Chizda Mishum Rabbeinu, Umanu Rav, Rav Chizda Darshan in the name of Rabbeinu is Rebbe who was Rav, Shlok is Mubarakan Lehm by Rebbe Adama. For Rabbi Seinu, I yard the Meretz Yisrael, Umanu Ula, Mishmed Rabbi Yechon Amar, and they said over, the Rabbanon who came from Eretz Yisrael said over in the name of their Rebbe, Ula, in the name of Rabbi Yechon Amar, Shlokais Mubarakan Lehm Shahakol Nia Bidvare. Cooked vegetables are not Hadama. Once it's already been cooked, it changes over into shahakal. Uh, now, is there machlekas or not? Anything which started off as a its cooked version is shahakal niyabidvare. And anything, a vegetable, which uh, started off as shahako, which we'll explain in a minute. When you cook it, it's very uh, priyadama. Now, the rule that we're uh, alluding to over here is it depends whether a vegetable can be eaten raw. Green beans can be eaten raw. A vegetable, uh, right? So what, what's a vegetable that can be eaten raw? Carrots. Carrots can be eaten raw. So whether it's raw, uh, uh, when you eat it raw, it'll be ha-dama. <coughs> but uh, and, uh, but uh, uh, even though you, when you cook it, right? So, that's, uh, so, so it's also ha-dama. But it doesn't ch- matter as long as it can be eaten raw. A potato, which you can't eat raw. So if you were to somehow be forced to eat a potato, you would make a shahakal on it. What's another vegetable that can't be eaten raw? Um, Beets can't be eaten raw. raw? Oh boy, you're in trouble. Okay, um, uh, not pickled, raw, raw. Raw, raw, Pickled might be different. Okay, so let's see again. I wouldn't. Okay, so there's a So Rabbi Yechanan was saying, Ula was saying in the name of Rabbi Yechanan that it depends, the vegetable, whether it depends whether you're going to be able to eat it raw or not. But something which is not eaten raw, only cooked, even though it's cooked, will not be a shahak, it will be a adama. Something which starts with a shahakol due to the fact that it's not really edible, raw. <coughs> what, what vegetable would, would you eat cooked? And that's the hadama on. Uh, um, well, that's the question. He wants to say any vegetable that, like, a, uh, uh, any vegetable which can be eaten raw, like a carrot. That if you were to cook it, it would turn into so shahakal. That's let, 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 let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Bishlama calls the class shahakal niyabidvara. Shlaka very priyadama. Mishkaka slava karva vesalka vikara. We're gonna have with. Uh, I think actually beets is uh, is uh, one of these three things. What? Cabbage, beets, and pumpkin. Cabbage, beets, and pumpkin are actually considered to not really to be eaten raw, but rather it would be uh, shahakal if it was eaten raw. Uh, I guess whoever wrote this Gemara wasn't that our Dafyaimishir didn't realize this is uh, not so simple to say that beets are eaten, uh, <laughs> not eaten raw. Ella <laughs> 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 Okay, Ella <laughs> 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 
anything which starts off as a very free adama, if you cook it, Ron's kasha, that's your kasha. What are we talking about exactly? What is tumi vikarti? Karti is uh, beats again, so it must be a different type, right? And tumi, betumi is. Um, not remembering. Right. So, what? Leeks, no? Le- leeks or? What? What are we saying Omar Rab? Yeah, Batumi. Right before Nachman Bayez. Garlic. Garlic. Yeah. Right. Garlic. Garlic, and, garlic leek. and leek. Okay. Garlic and leek. We have that in Rosh Hashanah. We eat leek, right? That's. Yeah. Omar Rab Nachman Bayez. So those are examples that it would be a Hadama. Uh, Dama raw and shahako cooked, but, I, I, but is it a shahako cooked or not? I, I don't think so. I don't what? think our leek is garlic either. No, you think people eat garlic raw? It's it's like bad news. But it's I'm not, not you but it's, that's, yeah, but you have to know what uh, what they ate, what we eat, what their vegetables. <laughs> as I said yesterday, you can't directly click it into our daily life. Their vegetables were eaten differently. They were we have uh, different. Tastes. Amr of Nachman by Yitzchak. Mishkach has betumi v'kati. Darish of Nachman. Mishum Rabbeinu. Umanu Shmuel. Rav Nachman Darshan. The name is Rebbe, who is Shmuel. Shlaka is mabarkan alayim beri pri adama. Shlaka is cooked vegetables. Doesn't matter. You make adama. V'chavreinu ayod meretz Yisrael. Umanu ulu mashved Rabbi Yechon Amar. And they said when they came from Eretz Yisrael, Shlaka is mabarkan alayim shahakon the Ebedvari. That you make a shahakovanya that neither opinion is exclusive as it's already in a dispute in the Brisa. The Tanya Yoitsin Biraki Kashari Ubimabushloinamuach you have a uh, can you be yaitza um matzah, your mitzvah of eating matzah with soaked uh, soaked matzah. Or if it's not fully cooked, it's still wet. Yes, you could be Gemara, Even though he found you a dispute of whether something is cooked in water, it changes the, the bracha by matzah. That's in fact not correct to apply it to vegetables. The Kuleyama Shlaka is Mabarkan Lam Bayri Priyadama. The Ad Khan Lam Rabesi Hasama Elamishum to be in Tamatza Valeka. The whole dispute over there why it should become a shahako by matzah is because once you soak in the water, I guess the flavor is not strong enough to be preserved and it won't taste like matzah anymore. Since even after you cook the vegetables, they still have the taste of the vegetables, even though you cook them in water. Therefore, uh, and therefore, we don't say the bracha changes from Beri Priyadama. Now, it's interesting. I don't know. Does, that, does, that, does anyone notice a difference in, like, in a vegetable soup, the actual <laughs> taste of the vegetable? Does it lose Actually, it the taste? Actually, gains. What? Gains its taste. You think it gains? I yeah. think the vegetable gains taste? From, from raw? Taste. Like carrot has more sweet. taste. Yeah, it gets sweetened. I guess we got the sugar, so yeah. that's so that's a raya. That right? you put it in soup to taste. You know, the, the soup, soup gets the well, taste. The, the question is, what happens to the vegetable? 
takes all the flavor out of it. I mean, it does. So you're like Rabbi Yaisi. So you would. So you. You. Uh, if you would cook carrots, though, you would get more taste out of the. The Gemara is arguing with that statement. The Gemara is saying that even when you cook it, you would still taste the flavor of the vegetable. That you wouldn't lose it, like by bread or matzah. That it would lose the flavor of matzah if you soaked it in water. I think cooking it actually brings out more flavor. You think it brings it out yeah, more? Maybe it gets flavor from other vegetables. I mean, any vegetable you cook is going to have more, like green bean or any of those vegetables. Amr, I don't know. I hear. Amr, Rebchia Barabo, Amr, Reb Yechanan. Shlokais, back to cooked vegetables, Mubarak Nalayam Bayer Priyadamu. Rebin Yam Bayefes, this is going to be very interesting. Rebin Yam Bayefes, Amr, Reb Yechanan, Shlokais Mubarak Nalayam Shahakon Yabidvari. Okay, so Rebin Yam Bayefes is entitled to his opinion what his Rebbe said, right? Rabbi said in the name of his Rebbe, Rabbi Yechanan, that it was Hadama. Rabbi Yechanan said our Rebbe actually taught us differently. Rabbi Yechanan taught us Shahak on the Abedvari once it's cooked. Amr of Nachman by Yitzchak, Kaveya Ula le Shabishtek, Rabbi Yechanan Ula got his error from learning from Rabbi Yechanan by Yefes. Teheba. Zera, Bhima Indian, Rabbi Yechanan by Yefes, Ezra Bhibar Abba. So Zera said, why are you even considering what Rabbi Yavin Bayefes has to say on the subject compared to what Rabbi Barabbas has to say on the subject? These are two Talmidim of Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Barabbas, Dayek, Vigomer, Shmaitzeh, Mir Yechanan, Rabbi. Rabbi Yavin Bayefes, Loi Dayek. Rabbi Barabbas was a good student. He was very cautious to make sure to understand the shear and repeat it over as it was said. But not so about Rabbi Yavin Bayefes. For Oid, Every 30 days, would review in front of Rabbi Yechanan the material to make sure that he got it right and, and for his uh, approval. If he made a mistake, Rabbi Yechanan would have corrected him. Rabbi Yechanan didn't show up for the monthly uh, Feher. They didn't uh, participate in this. So why would you go with his opinion why would you go with his opinion over uh, over Rebchia Barabba? Va'oid Barmendeinu Barmendein Dahutor Barmendeinu Barmendein. Besides these two rayas, I have another. Uh, I have another um, proof. What's the other proof? The who tormasa the shokla shiva zimnim bekadera va'achli la bekenuach suda. There's something, some type of cooked uh, uh, item that they serve for dessert, and it was a cooked vegetable that uh, was. Uh, they would cook it over and over again. It almost sounds like a compote, right? Like uh, it was very uh, overcooked. Also, they asked the very Rabbi Yechonon that we're deciding what's the halacha, shakol or or adama. And he said, even though you cooked it seven times, this is extreme cooking, right? And yet, it's still Bayre Priyadama. So that's an open shot raya against Reb Binyamin Bar Yefes. And Reb Chiyabar also said, I saw as Reb Yechanan Sha'achal Zayas Maliach, he ate, Reb Yechanan ate a salty olive, Ubarakal of Tchila of a Saif. And he ate, it made a bracha both in the beginning and at the end. Now, this is not that much food over here, right? We're talking about one, uh, one 
pickled olive. A salted olive. What? One salted or pickled <laughs> olive. One, right? We ate a kazaya, so. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. You just gave it away. Hold on. Iamrit bishlama shlokais. Iamrit bishlama shlokais. Bimilsayu kaimi bitchila mevarachala vayupriya eitzil bilsayu mevarachala bracha achas men shalash. If you're telling me that shlaka is after they've been cooked or pickled, it still remains the same bracha. So then I understand that you made a, a Allah eats at the end. So if you tell me that the bracha changed, you made a shahakal on the olive. What's the bracha at the end when you finish this salted pickled olive? If you're going to tell me that it's that uh, that it's that you make a shahako vegetables which you eat on Pesach you could be yaitza and not wrote, but not you can't you can't uh, cook them, or or pickle them or roast them. So if you want to have mara, you're not allowed to have it pickled or roasted. And if you're going to tell me that the nature of it doesn't change for brachas, am I Why by Pesach can I not make a bracha for a, a, a mara on those cooked vegetables? So it can't be that you t- that f- will bring a raya from Murr that you can't tell me that the bracha changed based on pickling of the olive. Says the Gemara, Shani Hassan, the bean and Tamar of Aleka. This, right? this is a open, this is a pasha, the difference. This yeah. is very simple. That once you cook it or pickle it, it loses the sharpness. And of course we can't use it for Murr, but don't bring this as a raya that it won't work for uh, brachas. So this actually goes back to what you started in the beginning. You asked me about truma, that just because it has a different status for truma, it's considered lower than the status, but that automatically impact the brachas? The answer is, uh, the, uh, the answer is not necessarily, but we try every time to draw comparisons between truma, between Shabbos, and now we're drawing a comparison to mar. But of course, there's no comparison in hilchas brachas to hilchas mar, because it loses its sharpness once it's pickled. And now comes to Ron's question. How do you even make a bracha on an olive? Keeping the shakila legarine, once you take out the pit, if you need to make a kazayas, if you need a kazayas to make a bracha, so you took out, you need the size of an olive, but without the pit, you don't even have the size of one olive anymore. The pit is included. That's the Gemara's assuming. That's probably shrinks uh, from the salting. Amalei, me savit kazayis, gadol bein and kazayis or a bracha, you just need a medium-sized olive. But who dies? The kamei yerbiyakel and kazayis gadol hava. And the olive which he had originally had was a huge one. The afagav de shiklu legrenusa pashle sheyura. Even though you took out the 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 the, 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 the pit, it still had a shear. So it seems like at the end of the day, not that the Gemara is over, but the Gemara, today's Gemara is over, at the end of the day, we had a machlaikis the whole time, once you cook it, once you, uh, uh, it, does it transform into a shahakal? And it seems like we're saying that it, beca- that it stays as a, uh, 
The maskana is that it stays as a ha'adama. It's not considered like you changed it. By mar, it's considered like you changed it. By truma, it's not considered like you changed it. By Shabbos, it depends what your kavana was. Now, I see there's a little uh, interesting thesis on that story that we had. Called Klaus and Yom and so the Kabbalah said, how could you compare the statement that was said over in the name of Rabbi Yechanan between Rabbi Yamin Bar Abba, Rabbi Yamin Bar, Rabbi Bar Abba and Rabbi Yamin Bar uh, Yefes, when Rabbi Yamin Bar Yefes wasn't nearly as studious as Rabbi Bar Abba. Uh, uh, Abba. So Tyson is called Klaus and Yom and Rabbi Abba used to go every 30 days to review his learning. Lav Dafka Kol Tamudai. Now I had this question: How could it be that once every thirty days it's possible to review with your Rebbe all that you learned in thirty days? Shouldn't you have learned a lot more than that? That it would be too much to review in one day. So it seems that yeah, every thirty-first day he would take everything that he learned, all the lessons for thirty days. I guess all the bullet points for 30 days, and the 31st day there was nothing new taught in the yeshiva, he would rather review all 30 lessons. So uh, the Makar, for having a certain time when you're not learning anything new, just reviewing is actually based on a taisvis, but uh, it seems like that didn't make it into the Dafyami uh, cycle, a day of Chazara that, that uh, you, left on, you left on your own. I did hear a beautiful pshat, as today is Tu Shvat, that uh, I mentioned yesterday, you daven for the esrig, you daven on Tu Shvat to have a nice esrig. I don't remember, it's more of a chassid the shavart, but I don't remember who was said over. I heard it from my father, that Tu uh, Shvat, the real payrus of a person, the real uh, fruits which they perform mitzvahs, are the chedushe taira. The, the real payers that a person has in this world is what their to- original Torah thoughts. And that's what we daven for on Tu B'Shvat, that we should be zeichet to have Chedushe Torah, which are like an asterisk, beautiful uh, fruits of learning.